What's up, my friends? Matt Prince here. This is the Matt Prince Podcast brought to you by weaponizedman.com and Royal Fitness. Today's topic is this, the weak point dilemma. All right, so in training, there's always going to be a thing that's holding you back, right? No matter what the goal is, and this you could apply this to the rest of your world and the rest of your life as well, but no matter what the goal is, there's going to be one element of the pieces needed to finish it that is holding you back, right? Today, I'm going to be talking directly about lifts um, and, and sort of breaking that stuff down, but I'll go into it at the end where you can think about it in terms of like a business sense or, you know, life sense in general. It's It's quite a broad thing. And the way to fix it is actually quite simple. It's hard, but simple. So I was chatting to someone the other day about this, and I'm talking about bench pressing and um, the, I suppose, the next steps for his, for his bench press to go to a whole new level. And what my thought process is, is he needs to build up his triceps, right? Things like um, the lifts that, would, that he did really benefit from would be things like close grip bench press, um, JM press, you know, things like that. Things that you can push heavy weight um, with his triceps. So actually, I said close grip bench press and dips would be the main two to get his, get his things up. And um, and then, then I sort of said JM press as well because it's a fantastic accessory lift for triceps specifically. But that's what we're about to go into. So let's use the bench press as an example for today. So if you've got a bench press um, and let's say you struggle once it passes halfway to go all the way to lockout, right? Assuming, assuming that the chest is strong. So your dumbbell bench presses are good. Your, you know, wide grip bench presses are solid. You're moving the bar pretty good off the chest. Your upper back's tight. Your form's good. All your techniques in, right? And the reason that you're not locking it out once it's passed halfway is purely because of your tricep strength. This is how I'd recommend to fix it. So first of all, if you do more bench press, Right, and again, I'm assuming your technique's good. If you do more bench press, it's not going to help break through the plateau, right? Just just ignoring the fact that your triceps are fucking sick, shit ass, and 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 weak, and they're the ones that are holding you back, right? They they need to be addressed. But assuming that you're just doing more bench press, you're doing more sets, more volume, it, it may help a little bit, but it's long term. It's not going to be the answer. Okay, so this is where the accessories and stuff become really important, which I think accessories as a general thing are something that people, um, I'm not going to say pussy out on, but go easy on, right? They, they, they save up all their energy for that main bench press. And then all of the actual things that are going to make their bench press better, which is the stuff we're going to talk about today, they get, they sort of just go at like 70%, just fluff through it, right? To be truly well-rounded and strong, you need to be progressing in all of these things. Now, like I just said, doing more bench technique, doing more bench work, it's going to have its, uh, it's going to have its, um, it's going to have a benefit as in like your technique will get better and you may get a bit stronger, but it's not, you're going to stall out, right? I guarantee it. So what we would do is we would add accessory movements, whether it's just after the main movement. So it might be you do your normal sets of bench, let's say it's, you know, three sets of three, for an example. Um, and then after that, you're going into close grip bench press or something like that. And that's where you might go, all right, we're going to start focusing on this, right? We're going to start building up this close grip bench to to support the main bench. And I'm not talking about maxing out on it, although you can, it's not a bad thing to do, um, you know, depending on the, on the person and stuff. But like, if we can get that close grip bench up, let's say you bench, 
you know, 140 as your max, all right? And your close grip bench is at 110, 115 for, for a max, right? There's a significantly big difference there, right? If we can get that close grip bench up to 130, I promise you that your bench press will go up. Right, if, especially if there's such a big difference in that, in that, um, in that, in that lift, right? So close grip being 115, normal bench being 140. That's a huge difference, I believe, in terms of, uh, in terms of from strength. So you should be able to get that that close grip bench up, and that should help the max bench press come up. Now, we look at it from a breakdown point of view of main bench, like main. Again, I'm just talking about bench, but you can apply this to anything. Your main lifts, aka bench press, close grip is going to be a direct correlation to help get it up. What else can help get it up? Overhead press. If you can overhead press more, um, you know it's going to help. And, and overhead press, like a standing military press, it's going to build the front of your shoulders. But it's also a lot of triceps, especially if you're doing it like uh, tight elbows in, lats on, all that sort of stuff. It's a lot of triceps in there. It's sort of like a standing close grip bench, really. Like that's sort of what it comes down to um it is going to hit the, the triceps really hard still it's going to hit the upper back and the shoulders and stuff really really hard It'd be less pecs than a close grip bench but it's still hitting the same fundamental movement pattern that we want to get so if you look at it all right let's get the overhead up let's get the close grip bench up you should start to see a progression there right and the other third one i'll throw in is i like dips and push-ups right so weighted dips weighted push-ups i think are really 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 good accessory movements to help get the bench press up now if the focus is just the bench press, right, and we, we get up our close grip bench, we get up our dips, we get up our overhead press, we get up our, what was the third one, the, the fourth one I said, so oh, the push-ups, weighted push-ups, if we get all those things up, right, it doesn't make any sense that the, the main bench won't progress as well. Again, assuming your technique and all, all that sort of stuff's good. So it makes sense to hit them. Now, what happens when they stall out, though? Because they do, they will stall out, I guarantee it. Um, and the more new you are to training, the more you can get away with just hitting, um, pumping along the compound lifts, pumping along the main lifts. So basically somebody new to training, I can just get them bench pressing and their bench press will improve. They'll get heaps of muscle, like, and that, I'm talking like two years, right? They can progress two to three, probably even longer. Um, just just building along the basics. So you, your bench press, your rows and your overhead press, just get those going and you'll, you'll get better. Um, when you start getting to more intermediate level, those, uh, those, main, those secondary movements, the close grips and stuff become more important. They become sort of main lifts in their own right because you know, hey, this is an indicator. If I can say close grip bench, you know, one, 30 i can i should be able to beat my 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 main bench um being at 140 like it should go up so you start to see all right cool this is this is this is something that's going to have a direct carryover but what happens when they stall out this is where the more um isolated type movements come in right so compounds are best i believe compounds are best but there has to be an element of building up the direct area that you need to build up right right now we're talking about triceps being the specific thing so we've hit them hard with our normal bench we've hit them even harder with our you know a specific accessory movement being close grip bench or overhead press or dips or weighted push-ups and now we're hitting them directly right like pretty much isolating them but not fully like we're doing some, there's some other stabilizer movements in there um, that are working but we're going to look at things like heavy skull crushes heavy jm press both of those movements, and oh, the, the other one I'd say is heavy dumbbell tricep extensions. I really like those three. And the reason I like them is they directly smash 
the tricep around the elbow area, which I think is a really, really important thing. Like if you always try and, you know, they're really uncomfortable, they're really hard. And they're, you know, they're one of those lifts that you can hit heavy enough for it to be classed as a heavy movement. Um, and you can sort of, you know, push the, the five to 10 rep range on it uh, pretty safely. And, and you'll find that you get some really good progress. Um, but but it's also building true strength. It's not just sort of pumping up the muscle. It's it's building true strength. Those movements, the dumbbell extensions, you know, all, all different variations, all different angles, I think are really, really good. Um, barbell extensions, whether it's easy bar, straight bar, I like the straight bar. I find it's harder on the elbows, which I think carries over really well to a heavy bench press. Um, you know, if you've got injuries, you have to be smart, but I find that if you can do it, it's a really good thing. Um, and then the JM press is that other one, right? Those three, I really, really have found have helped not only get up my close grip bench and stuff, but really had a good carryover to the, to that main bench press. And then from there, right, we look at it. How do we get our JM presses up? How do we get our dumbbell extensions up? How do we get our barbell extensions up? It's a, it's a very much just now it's a matter of doing reps, right? Doing stuff that builds the triceps just just from a muscle point of view. It's not really a strength point of view, but like things like tricep pushdowns, things like um, band extensions, things like you could go the lighter tri- type um, extensions with dumbbells or um, barbells and stuff like that. Like all of those are really, really good for just building general muscle. And you'd be looking at anywhere in rep range, you say you're looking sort of 15 plus, I would say, um, and doing it. And then and you're sort of building that, you know, sarcoplasmic hypertrophy type thing. You're not really building that raw, slabby, uh, meaty muscle in, in these things. It's more just pump stuff. Think think like what the bodybuilders and stuff would do. Um, that's the stuff that I would say plugs in at the end of the line, right? Usually it's the first thing people go to because it is the easiest from a, from a discomfort point of view. It's the least uncomfortable, but and, and you feel the pump immediately. Like a lot of the other ones, you don't really feel it directly in your triceps. Like it just sort of feels shit all over. It feels hard and grindy. But I, I honestly have seen and believe that the carryover is just not there. Now, the way I can prove that, I've seen people ext- like tricep extensions on heavy ass bands, um, on, I'll do heaps of reps on like good solid bands even. And, you know, do tricep extensions on the whole whole weight pin for the um, for the cable machine, and when it comes time to you know, well, even if you start from the top, like you, when it comes time to the bench, the bench just doesn't show what their triceps um, can do in that pump work. It, it doesn't sort of correlate, I don't think. Um, and, but even if you start looking up at, so you go from the the, the the basic extensions up into those heavier barbell, you know, dumbbell type extensions. It's there's sort of there's such a big difference, right? They can max out the stack, which is like 100 kilos or whatever, for the tricep extensions with a rope, but then they you know can't handle 20 kilo dumbbells, you know, for 10 reps. So I think I think you need to look at it from what it actually is, and it's 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 building pump and you know it might be building some some muscle as well, but it's not building strength, right? I believe those barbells and dumbbells and stuff, the free weights build true strength, right? Same as how I believe with um, lat pulldowns to pull-ups, like lat pulldowns, I don't think have a very good carryover to getting better at pull-ups. I think like assisted pull-ups would be the way to go. Um, And if you try them, they're fucking harder. Like it's just, it's no way of hiding behind that. So 
what I'm getting to, guys, you've you've seen it now. We've seen a progression. This is a bench press example, um, right? But let's look at it. All right, the triceps. We need to build them up. So the main bench is showing that we're struggling through that mid range point on the main bench press. So we start attacking close grip benches. We start attacking dips. We start attacking um, weighted push ups. We start attacking overhead press. Right, that stuff will get you really, really far by itself. Right, just by itself. If you did no isolation stuff there, and just get all those lifts up. 100% you'll be better for it, right? Guarantee it, especially for pushing muscles. I'm assuming you're training your back really hard. Um, this is all assuming you're in a balanced program like what we do at Royal. Um, but, you know, if you're not, you definitely should jump on board with us and get the programs from me because, uh, yeah, if you're not training your back well and you're, you're trying to hit some heavy weights, it's um, it's it's pretty risky, to be honest. It's pretty dangerous. So we don't want to be messing up our shoulders and creating huge imbalances that take ages to to counteract because it does take a while I've, I've seen a lot of guys that do more too much pushing and not enough pulling and um when they start training with us at royal it probably takes a good year year and a half to start to balance up those muscles but once it works fuck they just take off like it's uh it's an amazing thing so anyway balance program we're hitting you know all this stuff you will progress really really well now if if that's stalling out or if you want to accelerate that faster i would add in specific tricep movement with dumbbells, dumbbell extensions, could be any versions. Like I recommend doing them sort of for three weeks and then switch them. So like you don't have to just keep nailing the same one, um, but you might do JM presses or barbell extensions, um, you know, dumbbell work, whatever it is, but that, that's going to build the strength. If you want to add in that extra pump work, do it, but do it make so it's, it's not the main focus, right? You're going to do it at the very end, right? So it might be something like, um, you know, finishing with 150 band extensions, right? I've been doing that lately. With I've been doing 120 reps of overhead band extensions, just doing them as quick as I can. Um, sometimes I'll do like the body weight skull crushes with a TRX. I did this two weeks ago, um, 120, right? And just smashed them out, got a huge pump. Um, wouldn't have gained significant amounts of strength. I'm just building up, you know, building up the work capacity around the elbow. It gets, you know, some good work into the tendons and stuff like that too. So there's a few other benefits, but... That's that's the order of how I would do that. So hope that makes sense. Now, if you want to apply this to any other lift or any other muscle, let's say it's off the chest, you do the same thing with the pecs. Work out the lifts that would correlate over. Might be wide grip bench, might be dumbbell bench, um, might be overhead press, those things like that need to train the pecs and front shoulder um, and, and build off them, right? This is how I program the stuff at Royal. So you guys that are members, you would have seen all this. We've been through, you know, different cycles of building the chest and building the tries, building the chest, building the tries, building the chest, building the tries. Um, the constants are always um, there with the back training and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But you, you would have seen all this. You've done it. And I'd recommend to keep doing it. This is just a bit of an example of why we do it and how. And it's sort of a, a nudge and encouragement to go harder on those accessories as well, right? Like don't just fluff through them because understand they will have a better carryover. And I'm not saying max out. Don't get me, don't get it twisted here. Usually I program it for being, you know, set to five plus. So make sure you're hitting those five plus, but not leaving much in the tank. Um, you know, that shouldn't be easy by any means. Now, if you want to apply it to a squat or a deadlift, you're thinking, you, you know, you might, it's a little bit more complex in those lifts because you've got the whole body doing stuff. Now, your bench press, you can argue, is a whole body thing um, with the leg drive and all that, but you're predominantly upper body um, in that in the bench. And the way you can sort of look at that, look at the Paralympians. I've seen a video of a Paralympian do 310 kilo bench press with his legs strapped down because he's 
basically doesn't you know, have any functioning legs, uh, but huge upper body. And he, he's benching 310, which is fucking incredible. All right. I think he's from Iran. Um, amazing stuff. But if you want to apply it to squats and deads, you start from where the bar sits, right? So you got, you know, for a deadlift, you got your, your hands, your grip. If your grip's a limiting factor, you need to build it up, right? You've got um, your, your upper back, right? Your upper back matters a lot. If your upper back's weak, it's just going to crumble forward and you look like a candy cane. You blow out your lower back, you'll have no fun. So you need to build up your upper back. You need to build up your core and your lower back. You need to build up your glutes and your hips, you know, your hip flexors, all those, all the, all the hip area in general, you need to build up that whole spot. You need to build up your hamstrings, your quads. You need to build up those areas. You need to build up your speed, your, you know, your, your strength, you know, different parts of the movements can be hit, right? So this is a little bit more complex, which I'm not going to go into today. Um, this is what people pay me to do for them. So if you're interested in jumping on board, hit us up. But the idea is to sort of leave no stone unturned, right? And again, it's usually the um, the really uncomfortable stuff or the, it's usually the thing that you're surprised you suck at that you need to bring up, right? You know, so I've seen a lot of guys, I've seen guys who can squat, you know, anywhere between 180 and say 230 uh, and they come to a front squat and they can't work out why they can't get past 120 kilos, right? And they, they just hate it. It's uncomfortable. And they're like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I want to do safety bars instead or something that makes them feel good. High bars, back squat, something that makes them, you know, their ego tickle in the right way. They'll, they'll, they'll venture onto that instead. And I always say to them, like, I guarantee you, this is the thing that if you get up, it's going to take your, your lifts to another level, right? Like I know it's an accessory movement, but it's in the same vein as those close grips and the overheads and all that sort of stuff. Like if you're constantly doing what you enjoy and what you're good at your strengths will improve and that's good but the thing that's holding you back will not improve right for me like for an example on the on the um close grip bench like my close grip bench is fucking really solid right but my wide grip bench hurts like shit my paused dumbbell bench hurts like shit like that's stuff that i suck at so i'm really working hard at building it and it's working right it's really working that's the stuff that's changed my changed my physique in terms of lower body um, you know, things like, um, doing for me, like deadlifts, deadlifts suck, uh, basically like they feel really uncomfortable, um, in terms of like from an injury point of view. So I have to be mindful, but I'll train them with speed work and then I'll do things like, you know, front squats and, um, you know, farmers carries and stuff like that to build up all the, all the structure and the muscle around. And what I find is from a long-term like training point of view, um, I can, you know, I'm still deadlifting. I'm still farmers carrying. So I get the farmers carry something to say, like it's like 220, 230 kilos or whatever. I'm carrying that. And then I'm deadlifting, you know, anywhere between say 140, 160, um, doing heaps of sets of it, you know, low rest, fast reps, all that sort of stuff. There's no real strain there, but having the different strains between the two, it pieces it together. So when I do want to start doing deadlifts properly, um, I, I always tend to, to still progress along because I'm building it from different angles. I'm just not grinding away in the thing that from for me puts me at risk, right? So I'm sort of breaking it apart. I get my glute hams up to get my to my, my strength. I get my swings up, you know, for the glutes and lower back and, and hamstrings. I get my Romanian deadlifts up, things like that, basically that allow me to train my jiu-jitsu. It's, it's, it's all related to jiu-jitsu. I didn't do jits. You know, I'd be fine. I'd be able to fucking deadlift every week and go hard with it. But because I'm twisting so much, I play like a very 
I usually start in a guard because I'm a heavier guy. So um, I usually start on my back and then, you know, I've got people on my hip flexors. I'm trying to sweep people with using my hip flexors and I've got like a, you know, 70 to 100 kilo man that I'm, I'm rolling with, right? So that's why things go wrong. Anyway, story for another day, but I can build it up around all of the different lifts, all of the different movements that, that are in that realm. And that's how I keep progressing with it, right? So you can take what you want out of that. Um, but my recommendation, find your weak point, find the biggest, heaviest accessory that you can attack for that weak point, find the heaviest, biggest isolation movement that you can attack for that weak point's weak point, and then go from there. You can work on the fun, the pump stuff, the comfortable stuff, the stuff that sort of burns, but it's not too horrible, right? That's the way to go. Now, if you look at it from a, a sporting context, you're going to have to go a bit broader. Think of the different pieces, right? You've got conditioning, you've got the skill of the sport, you've got your strength, you've got your power, you've got your athleticism, you've got your mobility, you've got all of these different pieces. So you need to look at what, what sort of will give you the biggest bang for buck now and build on that, right? From a, say, an MMA point of view, that's a really good example. Um, you've got, you know, you're striking. You've got your your boxing party striking. You've got your tie version of the box, of the striking. You've got your kicking. You've got your you know grappling side, which you've got your wrestling. You've got your judo. You've got your Brazilian jiu jitsu. You've got all these different pieces, right? So you can't ignore your strengths because if you're a good boxer and good jits athlete, right, you need to be good at that. But like, you, if you can't get anybody to the ground with that wrestling, that would be the one you would improve on, right? Rather than going balls deep into like trying to work out your kicks. Because that, that's sort of the next step. Once you fix your wrestling, then you can learn how to throw kicks in there as well. Now you've got, you know, now you're a kickboxer with good wrestling and great jujitsu, right? So it pieces it all together, right? And then you can keep building it from there. All right. So finally, to wrap up this podcast, guys, I want you to think about how you can apply this to your life, right? If we look at it from the point of being a well-rounded, weaponized man across the board, think about how you're showing up in your life, right? Think about it from a, you know, is your body the thing that's holding you back? Like through, it might be your training, it might be your nutrition, it might be your body fat levels, it might be your energy, it might be your sleep, all of those things, right? Think about the aspect that you need to improve on there. It might be something in your mindset that's holding you back. And that, that could be something related to you always focusing on negative stuff or getting sucked, sucked into the news or, you know, whatever, whatever's going on, hanging around the wrong people. I don't know, right? That's on you. But think about how you, you can sort of pull these weak areas out of your body, out of your mind. And then lastly, think about it with your family, your business, your careers, your empires that you're trying to build, right? If you don't have, say, you know, let's, let's look from a financial point of view. If you don't, if you want someone who saves, you need to fix that. And then from there, what's the next issue? Once you learn how to save and you're doing good there, what's the next issue? It might be investing, learning the basics on what to do and how to do it, right? From there, it might be learning how to compound that, right? And from there, it might be learning how to invest that back into something different, right? So you've got all these pieces that if you build it one piece at a time, and I'm talking over a decade, like I'm not talking, you can't do it this week. I'm talking pick one thing, get good at it for a while, understand it inside and out and then move on to the next piece, add it in, right? No different to like your, essentially if you're trying to get your close grip bench up, so you, your max bench is coming up, it's not going to happen in two weeks. Two weeks of close grip benching won't fix that big deficit, 
right? But you do it for six months, 12 months, yeah, it's going to fix it. And then you've got a new problem that arises. It's most likely something like off the chest, right? No different in your life. It might be like you learn how to save, you fix that problem. And then it's like, hey, what the fuck do I do with all this? Right. Or you might, you know, you might be a great spender as well and you need to fix that side of things. Right. So there's pieces across it. And I suppose wrapping up, guys, my question for you is what area of your life are you lacking in? Are you weak in? And what's the main piece that you need to add to your puzzle to progress yourself to the next level? If you can work that question out across your body within your training, within the lifts that you want to do, you might, it might be a new nutrition, whatever it is. If you can work that out in terms of what's going on in your whole life, in your mindset, in your you know family, business, whatever, that'll take you to another level. Anyway, that's all I've got for you two guys today. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. I appreciate you guys and girls out there that have shared the podcast. Um, you know, for the last for the last ones I've been sharing, um, I really do appreciate it. And I see that, and thanks for tagging me and all that sort of stuff. But guys, take care, keep training hard, and I'll talk to you shortly. Have a great one. Bye.